0: Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Get it, cut it, it, weigh it, it, bag it, it, move it. Get that fucking money. Get it, cut it, weigh it, it, bag it, move it. Get that fucking money. Grind up, grind up,
1: grind up, grind up, grind up, grind up, grind up, grind up. Case 888 Podcast, Series 1, Episode 5. Disclaimer. We do not condone any illegal activities or use of illegal drugs. This is a docuseries podcast for self-help reasons only.
0: Okay. So we have 23 questions here. I'm going to ask him about his reasons behind taking the path he did so early on and some of his past drug use including him being on life support and in a coma, but that'll come at the end. What do you think
1: caused your PTSD? I'm, I'm pretty much sure it happened when I witnessed a, a car accident at 12 going to a trials meeting in M- M- Mullaney, for a two day event where a girl was hit by a street street racer and uh, she had been separated in two and you could see the separation of the two pieces because we were pretty much before anyone else got there. And that didn't shock me really much at the time, but that's mainly because I had something else on my mind majorly that I had to be and that was my opponents and I did, I won that meeting no problem at all. But it's only been in the last recent few years that that I think that's come back and started to hit hit home a bit of just witnessing someone so young die in such a horrible manner and then be first on the scene and know you can't do nothing about it and and then you see the flowers and that on that, on the, on the pole at Yatla. On, 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 you, you, it, it shocks you. I don't know how they deal with it, when they, the people that clean these things up. It's a hard thing. I don't know how they do it. They're very tough.
0: Were this many things happening to you in your teens and earlier Do you think it made you a stronger man nowadays?
1: Absolutely. If if I didn't go through the hell I walked, I would nowhere near have been able to survive those 15 days I just spent in the mental hospital. Like the stresses I went under, just having to fucking cover your ass, trying to fucking make sure no one was going to bloody grass on you, and it was bloody you in for drinking or you know just fucking bullshit that you just don't even get charged with on the outside you know you can't, can't, can't smoke you can't have a beer you can't you do nothing it, it is absolutely nothing there's no pool tables there's no there's nothing there is just a fucking yard with a fucking 12 to 15 foot fence and that's it that's it and and in like a like five 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 chairs that you can sit around in. That I ended up just sitting and fucking shutting my eyes and astro traveling out. But anywhere I fucking wanted, putting sunnies on and sunbates, fuck them all. I'll take my volume and fuck off. <laughs> That's what I ended up doing, just listening to the Aussie rap. What are your thoughts on psychedelics
0: and ketamine therapy for PTSD and depression?
1: I think that is an excellent idea. It's been proven in the Northern Hemisphere. Some countries up there have got it actually legally available for certain patients. And it's proven to do very, very beneficial things for the brain. I know for a fact, just through dabbling in ket myself, the, and, and like, oh, unknown hallucinogens, research chemicals, and, um, Standard psilocybin and LSD, all of those things have been beneficial in the long run. It may have been terrifying at some points, but that is all part of the process of preparing the brain, and 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 and, and being able to be supporting the 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 hurt parts of the brain afterwards.
0: Do you believe that most of your drug taking and risky behaviour was contributed to by not being diagnosed with ADD
1: early in the piece? Um, I didn't wasn't really like this way until about grade three. In grade three, I got in a fight and I got really hurt a bit with someone. That, will never name, name, and that turned me into a person that wasn't going to take no shit no more. And then I started to learn how to box with dad, and then I started to learn to fight taekwondo. And then I started to end up having D.V.s placed on me because I would always react violently younger, instead of talking my way out and being smart about my my actions. You know, it's better, it, you know, it's, the pen is mightier than the sword sometimes. You know what I mean? And when you figure that out, you start to realize that you can get out of, out of a lot of very dangerous situations with just a bit of calm calmness and good fucking words. <laughs>
0: Would you take back anything you did when you were younger?
1: Yeah, not go see a a, a psych about my ADD. How far? And and also um, not fight with my parents when I was younger, because that really still hurts. And all the car accidents and everything that I've done that way, that still hurts to this day, knowing what I put you guys through when I was 14 to 21. I really feel like crap about it, and I hate it. I don't know what to do about it, because I can't pay you back anyway other than get better, and that's what I'm trying to do.
0: How deep did you go down the rabbit hole, if you know what I mean?
1: Well, there's two rabbit holes. There's one that's jail, and then there's prison. And the other one is the psychedelic rabbit hole and I'm lucky to have only been down one and that was the psychedelic unfortunately my best mate he ended up being on the news three times in maybe four years for doing some pretty heavy stuff and he was a really good buddy of mine this this bloke I I won't mention his name but he was done he was done for some some things that that I would be right next to and right with him doing. And it's just that we had a path in our, a fork in our path. And it was like timing was very, very, very close to me being involved in these same situations to when we split ways. And we only split ways on mutual grounds, we were still good buds like what If he was out, we'd be, you know, partying on and enjoying our company, you know. He was a good bloke, he was a stand-up bloke. Never snitch on, your, on no one. You know, that, tough fighter, really tough fighter. Would take on anyone. But, um, yeah,
0: go on. Uh, Are non-diagnosed kids more likely to pick up ice as a drug of choice compared to non-ADD or ADHD
1: persons? Absolutely not, because they wouldn't have the idea that that would work that way for that kind of person. They wouldn't understand that that would be beneficial because of a drug called desoxin, which is only available in the US for... Um, massive uh, weight gain, narcolepsy, and also, funnily enough, ADD or ADHD. Huh? Methamphetamine. Pure methamphetamine is called Desoxyn, and it's a pharmaceutical sold under whatever Pfizer or fucking whatever some brand, and it's called Desoxyn, and it's just meth. That's it. That's it. There's L and D methamphetamine, L is street, uh, D is street, L is, L is pharmaceutical. So it's L methamphetamine in this pill. That's what I'm, what is the only way that you'd understand that meth works that way would make someone enticed that way. And a kid wouldn't know that. So. It's only if you've given it to you and it's you figured out that it worked for you once you tried it and you didn't lose it like everyone else does or didn't have you know, issues that other people seem to have. You know, It's only when you realise that after taking it and making that initial choice to take it. Do not ever take that initial choice because there's better options than there needs psychs. There's psychs that can help you with getting the medication right for you. You don't need to toke on that, pistol, that crystal pistol to figure it out first, please.
0: So you call methamphetamine medicine. Can you explain this for me?
1: Because I know for a fact that I'm ADD. Mum has always thought that I was an ADD kid from young. I was that kid that would look out the window and not pay attention to nothing. I was just, just off with the fairies, just fucking, just doing nothing, just mind in in the clouds sort of shit and um <clears throat> this made me this chemical made me operate like i had no mental illness it made me feel a lot more n- normal natural just more me like before i sort of went a little funny with the psychotics and antidepressants I was put on when I was mid-teens for a supposed drug and due psychosis and schizophrenia, which turned out to be all bullshit. And these drugs did not agree with me too well. I was on nearly every single one under the sun. They gave them all to me. I was on them all. So yeah, I had nothing work for me except for this and that's why I have been doing what I have done because it is the only thing that is what I need to be done until I get fully prescribed for my ADD medicine that's what I that's why I did what I did
0: do you think the government is in part contributing to the drug problem rather than helping addicts
1: i believe that they would rather lock up people with like us and um Profit out of, out of holding us p- via privateering a, pr- a prison and then s- selling land to these people to build prisons on for hundreds of millions of dollars. And it is all like you just look at the, the corruption in the, in the 70s and the 90s and the, the 80s, and now it's all happening all over again. It is, the government is not in part or in parcel of drug selling or nothing like that, but they're influential in the way they deal with the people they deal with. And and that's the dangerous thing is, is that they've now got laws that can separate a person that has a criminal record with another person that has a criminal record. Or, or it might even be worse, There could be one and not the other. And then that is a crime if they can consort in a public place together knowingly. No, not even knowingly. Like these are some serious laws. And they they called them Vlad originally and then they changed them to something new. What do they know? What is it? Yeah, I, I don't know what they're called now, but the Vlad Laws, but
0: they've just changed the name of them. But I don't know what it, the new name is.
1: Yeah. But this is ridiculous stuff because it's all about your criminal past that they're talking about. Like now, because of my DUIs, which is a criminal act. Once you get done for a DUI, you have a criminal record. Now that's a that's a real fact. It's not a, it's not a like a, it's not something to be laughed at anymore. Like I back in the day, I didn't know or understand how serious an act it was. And I was—I've been done six times, and you know that's that's really stupid of me because legitimately four of them were definite legit. I was, but two weren't. One I was sleeping in my car, and knocked on got knocked on the window, <coughs> and it was a copper, and I was listening to the radio. It was outside a party, and I didn't want to drive home because I was drunk, so. What do you do? You don't drive. I I got done for drink driving that night. (coughs) And another one was legitimately going to work and having a car accident and getting my blood tested while I was unconscious and then finding some illicitly obtained pharmaceuticals in my blood stream from the day before, (coughs) which were not in my system when I left home which was really, really disappointing because that was strike two for me. And that that was a major accident in Kinabalu where I smashed my face in because I hit the driveways of three different driveways on a hill, downhill, in a Toyota Hilux with a motorcycle in the back, smashing my head on the steering wheel and the the windscreen with a... (laughs) while my bike was trying to push its way through the cabin and spear us or spear me or the passenger, if there was one, to death. <coughs> I ended up breaking my cheekbone in multiple places, nose multiple places, eyelid multiple... Uh, eye, eye socket in multiple places, couple teeth at the root, and chopped my eyelid off, did did a little bit... Oh, my tongue was chopped off and had to be stitched back on. Same with my eyelid, that, I had to watch them do that while I was awake. That was horrific. <laughs> so, yeah, go on.
0: <laughs> so you were originally hooked on oxycodone, immediate release tablets, and escalated to Genista, which is diluted in in the US, or chemical name is hydromorphone, in 30 milligram pills, which you said one would be cut into four and ingested over four or five days for $50 each. Is this why heroin was so easy to stop?
1: Absolutely, because nowadays one point is $60 for heroin, and that is ridiculously stupid because that is gone unless you use it with a needle, and no, I was a never a needle guy, I would never do that, you know, that's not my game, so that was a rip off to me, where for $10 more, I'm getting a half hour bit of fun, that's bullshit, so to me, heroin was not, was pointless to me, unless it was done the way everyone else does it, and I don't do it that way, the, a hydromorphone was a pill that was sold to me by a very good mate of mine that I would probably still be using if he is still around, but he, he is not passing away. So rest in peace, old matey. He was a good bloke. He saved me out of a lot of do's, a little, little bit of shit. He was a good bloke. Rest in peace.
0: So you were put on 170 milligrams of methadone a day with a gradual re- reduction over time. How long did it take for you to completely to be completely clean from opiates? It
1: took me about 18 months to get completely from 170 milligrams of methadone to 5 milligrams a day. And that was a, a, an achievement. The, the pharmacy said that they have never seen people do this. They say that they usually get down to 30 milligrams a day and just stick to that for the rest of their life. They says that you're one of the rare ones that ever give it up. I was proud of that. I was damn proud of that. Because I gave up heroin, I gave up hydromorphone, and I gave up methadone. And I did it all within a very quick period. I was told as
0: your dad by a dealer landlord of yours that even he couldn't keep up with
1: you. Is this true, and why do you think that was? (laughs) Yeah, that's damn true. No-one can keep up with me. It's funny. Even when I fucking have... Um, New Year's Eve um, wet driveway surfing uh, and I accidentally grabbing and doing a spear t- head tackle dive headfirst into the concrete fl- um, driveway, I still end up waking up with a cannon ready to go with blood everywhere. And, we- and people asking, he should have gone to the hospital, he should have got a concussion looked at He's been bleeding for three hours still. (laughs) (laughs) With such access to
0: pingers, ecstasy, having your dealer live five minutes away and become a Friday to Monday bin sesh each week, do you think that made
1: you escalate to speed and opiates? Well, mainly because um, it started to stop working. Ecstasy over time to me, because I've done so much of it and so young, when I was just growing up, like 14, 15, beginning, it has started... And also the way they take it nowadays is so different. Like Back in my day, we used to take it as a pill. Nowadays it's a crystal or a powder, powdery sort of substance and it's totally different. They, I don't know how they do it, why they do it that way, but it seems to be a cheap way to just do... Small doses, where we used to do a big, we did big doses back in the day. We double dropped or triple dropped our our shit, we, and this these were high quality, high end European stuff. Like it was no joke, killing kids in Sydney kind of kind of stuff. And we were getting used to this chemical that was so so potent, and we we're getting used to it. And uh, I had a constant supply. It was always like this dude I knew was popping a thousand on a table and in front of me every now and then, and it's just like, wow. After all the MDA
0: or MDMA you have taken, do you think you are now immune to it, or is it
1: just not like the old days anymore? I think it's a bit of both, because it has changed from a pill form to a crystal, and I have tested a single batch with, four different people and I've given three very small doses and myself a medium to large dose and they've all got off their head and I've felt nothing. So I think it's a bit of both. Do
0: you think medical cannabis should be fully legal in Australia?
1: Funnily enough, no, I don't because it's got to put a lot of people out of work.
0: You were living in Government Road at one stage in Labrador were they fun times or just hectic?
1: Back to the legal cannabis, I'd also support medical, but the prices are ridiculously high, and they can't always get a constant supply of the constant of, of a regular strain like the U.S. do. The U.S. are fully organized; they really know their shit. They know that what they're doing really well. Same with Canada; they're way, way ahead in medical cannabis to us and even just recreational now in California. Um, We are so behind, it's ridiculous. If they ever went legal, legal like fully recreational legal, it would be beneficial to the government, but not to probably like 60% of Australian citizens because we are all now slaves to the government's pricing and taxation. What do you think, that? Yeah, I agree. Yep, yep. It should be cheaper. Exactly. It should be, literally, you should be allowed to grow your own in your own house in lights to a certain weightage per month, you know, and you pay for the electricity yourself like you would normally. That's how I believe it should be done because they do it overseas in America just like that. Or they do it in Humboldt County and do it outside.
0: Okay, back to Government Road. where in Labrador. What did, What did you think about the fun or fun times you had there?
1: Well, that place was a hectic fucking household. There was always some kind of fucking some some shit going down somewhere. And someone's had an argument with someone. Someone's fucking throwing a bottle at someone, or someone's fucking coming to kick someone's door in, or someone's getting raided, or someone's got a phone. Got a got a bloody <laughs> cupboard full of phones. His neck from people on the beach. You know, it was a loose house. It was a fun house, but um, it was also one of the houses that one of the worst incidences that ever happened in my life nearly happened to me. No, well, did happen to me. It wasn't nearly the worst, it, it sorry, it was nearly the worst, but not the worst, luckily. We'll get to that later.
0: So, panic attacks come on you in situations like driving to town or in a suburb that you've never been in before. How do you get through the stress of navigating the Gold Coast for the first time by yourself and all amped up mates in the car when you're? Came from three different areas, two of which are semi rural and not built up in South southeast Queensland region?
1: Um, drinking. <laughs> That's why I was done six times. <laughs> I was a drink driver, dude.
0: <laughs> so that calmed
1: you? Fuck yeah, I'd have a run and I'd just drink and drink and drink like it was water. Like, it just didn't affect me. It was only when, like, it was like you're getting really into it, like you're getting into the second day or something. That's when, if you go driving, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> you're silly. But when I was young, I, I didn't have the to- tolerance like I do now, like, like like I did also in the last 10 years, where I got proven after a six-pack on an empty stomach at about 9.30 in the morning, I blew one, uh, .04. Uh, 4.8, so 0.02 less than the illegal limit on an empty stomach, a six-pack of beer. All right, that's, that's my tolerance um, five years ago. Mm. So when you were put on
0: life support and put into an induced coma... It brought you to this stage. Do you think you were changed forever after that?
1: 100%. I nearly killed my best mate. My best mate and I took day one night to the point where we, we it weighed out when we look back at what we did. We did four times the this, this normal amount per person in one dosage, and we drank the cup like as if it was Jim Jones handing out the Kool-Aid, like no shit. In 45 minutes, I was hovering off this chair, standing as if I'm hovering, using my legs and muscles to stand just above the seat, but not sit down, smoke imaginary cigarettes and talk to people to the left of me that are not actually there. In 45 minutes. In 50 minutes, the ambulance was there. And both of us were carted off and put on life support and induced comas. And I don't know how long I spent in there to this day. I don't know when it happened. I don't know. I have no recollection something happened to us and we were changed. We were switched. Something went really bad that day. And it, it, we, we screwed our minds up really bad. Because we we were never the same ever again from that day on. It even to this day I feel different, and that was the, when was that that? Uh, early two thousands. <laughs> That's that is insane. Even now it's, it still affected me. What that shit did to me. They call it the devil's danger. No, the devil's breath. In Colombia. They powderise it, put it into a newspaper and blow it in people's faces and, and take, take advantage of them. How nasty is, sh- is that? Like, this shit is so bad. I'm not telling you how to get it. You're not, you're not getting a shit. But the fucking shit is deadly shit. Don't touch it. If you ever know what you're talking about and know what I'm talking about, don't ever do it.
0: Psychedelics are a big thing in your life then. And still are now, am I
1: correct? Fucking earth, it is. It's helped and benefited me every single time I've taken them. They've, even bad times end up becoming beneficial because it works out stresses and, and things you probably weren't even thinking of while you are conscious. Things that you to think about when you're unconscious asleep, so that you, you are not consciously making these thoughts up. It's just popping up in your brain. That's what these tools are are used to help deal with subconsciously but consciously as well because you're under under the influence of, of a psychoactive substance that is making you see and feel things that you cannot normally see and feel but are there every time, every damn time. It's it's a different it's it's it's, it's you, you never have the same trip. It's not the same, but it's very similar every single time. There's traits that you know. This is this is good acid. This is this is this is heavy, and 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 some like I said, some of the worst, scariest things ever in acid have been the most beneficial things that have stuck with me for life, changed me for life. What was the worst trip
0: you have ever been on and how long did it last?
1: About four years ago, and it took about uh, 16 hours to come down fully. I accidentally ate three 350-microgram doses of LSD25. The real deal shit. Not this weak, weak, watered-down crap you get. This was the real deal shit. And I hadn't had the real deal shit for years and years and years like years, probably 10 years before was the last time I dabbled in real deal LSD. It was always fucking mushrooms or still um, research chemicals like, like N-bomb and, and crazy shit like that. like Real bad shit like that. Don't, yeah, it's like there was some bad moments where dad will talk to it, to it, tell you about finding me in my unit. Yeah, under influence of certain hallucinogens.
0: (laughs) What's the longest you've dosed yourself with with LSD before?
1: 24 days. I did that back to back, maybe double dose a day, as in maybe 350 a day, you know. I ended up not getting much effect from it, but... For a damn long time, I tripped and tripped and, tripped and tripped and tripped and tripped and tripped and tripped and tripped. It was insane. It was just cheap, easy, and it lasted long. So why not? I. It's actually stopped me doing other things a lot more. It was quite beneficial on my finances as well. It was a very. It was. It did a lot of good things for me. Did LSD help you overcome your previous traumas? It's helped me get through a lot of things, not previous trauma, because I haven't done enough, I don't think, to get as deep as I need to get to get that stuff off my chest fully. Because I know and I've been told by psychics and palm readers that there's a dark entity and a dark force that's following me and has been trying to hinder my... Progress in life, and I I believe it because I was told it when I was 18 when I was with Letitia, She said that she had seen me with black smoke following me everywhere I went, and she used to have some very weird things go on with radios and TVs where we would be talking, and the same thing we'd talk about would come on right after we say it immediately on the radio or the TV and, and it tripped, us, tri- tripped me out because she told me she could do it and she showed it to me and she did do it and it's crazy. I, and she said so many things that to me after we broke up. She said it would happen to, it, to me and it all ended up happening identically the way she said it would happen and that creeped me out too.
0: Do you think magic mushrooms should be legal as well as ketamine and LSD? And if so, for what purpose?
1: I think psilocybin and um, ketamine are <coughs> uh, powderised should be. I don't think IV ketamine should be because that's pretty intense, I think. I think that's pretty hardcore shit. Like, you go into K-holes, like, like real good and real hard. Like, powderized cat is pretty easy to moderate. It's just like doing a line of cocaine, if you know what I mean. It, you know, it's pretty moderated. And um, it's, IV is, like, so dangerous because it's so potent. You know, and you've got to have a doctor there doing administration properly if you're in a treatment centre. And and that's the way it probably should be administered. Or do it like the medics do it and do it while, when you're having a motorcycle accident. <laughs>